Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. All right, Reed, do you want to introduce our speakers? Sandra, who's... I was, I was going to do that since I have more of a history and I can tell okay. all of... I, I can tell tales on Kim. <laughs> all right. I assume Kim is present. Present. Okay. Um, well, you know, this, this is such a, a great pleasure for me uh, to introduce Kim Kroll, um, Inclusive uh, Programs Manager, Access and Inclusions Manager, uh, Program Manager for Crystal Bridges Museum of Modern Art in Bentonville, Arkansas. Um, and Kim joined Crystal Bridges in in January of 2017 is when we first met her. But there, there's a connection between the Arkansas Council of the Blind and the Crystal Bridges Museum that goes back to about January of 2016. Uh, our state convention had been held in Little Rock for the, the previous three or four years, and Rachel Ames and I were thinking about what do we have to offer here in the Fayetteville area to con those people from central Arkansas to come all the way up the mountain. Although with the interstate, it's not quite as arduous a trip, but it still takes three and a half hours. And we both hit the same thought, Crystal Bridges. So Rachel calls Crystal Bridges. And there was a young woman there named Amanda Driver uh, who left to pursue her own interests a couple of years ago. And she said, we don't currently offer any programs for people who are blind or visually impaired, but we'd be really interested to learn. So that began our partnership with Crystal Bridges. And they helped us plan the wonderful multi-sensory and interactive tours at our state conventions that were held here in Fayetteville in 2017 and 2018. And we first met Kim, uh, as I said, in January of 2017. And, you know, she was crucial in adjusting and modifying and training staff to help better serve us during our state convention. And that training has continued since then. And in March of 2018, Kim, as part of her duties at the museum, uh, created a community advisory accessibility group. And she invited Rachel and I to participate as representatives from the blind and visually impaired community. Well, Rachel is not blind, but Rachel has a long history of volunteering with people who are blind and her advice, you know, would be valuable in that respect. And since then, the Arkansas Council of Blind has assisted Crystal Bridges in working on making the museum uh, more accessible and more welcoming to people with vision impairments. We've partnered to uh, beta test a software program for an automatic, uh, one of the devices that you could walk through an exhibit and it would automatically play uh, an audio piece for the painting you were standing in front of. Um, there were three of us that tested at Rachel with full sight, myself with no sight, Ozark's chapter president, John Sullivan, who is low vision. So they had three, uh, three inputs. We've also uh, spoken on behalf of Crystal Bridges inclusion efforts, and accessibility work with local TV news stations. And those of you who listened to the ACB National Convention a couple of weeks ago 
know that our very own Kim Crowell was awarded the James R. Olson Distinguished Service Award for her efforts and Crystal Bridges' efforts in making the museum a more inclusive place for not just people with vision impairments, but people with all types of disabilities and all different ages. So with great pleasure, I introduced Kim Crowell of Crystal Bridges Museum of American Art. Welcome, Kim, and thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much, Rita. And that was a fantastic introduction. I really appreciate that. Um, so hi, everyone. Um, it's good to be here with you today. And um, we so, so appreciate um, our collaboration, our ongoing collaboration with the Arkansas Council of the Blind. Um, Y'all have helped us to um, continue to improve our accessibility efforts. Um, and we, we greatly appreciate that. Um, like Rita mentioned, um, with our, uh, so I work for Crystal Bridges. We're an American art museum with artworks spanning from the colonial time period until present day. We're located over in Bentonville, Arkansas, starting in, in 2016, like, like Rita mentioned also. Um, that's really when our collaboration with ACB began um, with that, that tour. And so as a part of that tour, we um, created uh, four different tour stops um, for different collection artworks in our permanent collection. And for each of those tour stops, um, that included some kind of a touchable map and also a highly detailed verbal description of the artwork. Um, and generally, there were also um, different types of multisensory materials to go along with that artwork, such as fabric textures, scents, sounds, uh, small-scale models of some of the objects inside of in the artwork. Um, and that um, was a really, really wonderful uh, way to start out. Um, so since then, we've continued to develop these types of tour materials for in terms of touchable maps. Um, we use like three different types. Um, one is a like a 3D printed panel overlaid on top of a full color image of um, the artwork. And uh, this panel uses different textures to represent different areas of the artwork. And one of the benefits of that is that you can bring, if you have low vision um, and are able to distinguish areas of color, you can bring that that replica of the artwork close uh, to to view it from a closer distance. Um, another benefit is that on the back of those panels, um, there is large print and braille overlay of the label text for, for that object. We know that not everyone uses who is blind uses braille, but we definitely still want to offer that. Another type of touchable map has been a, we use uh, tactile images. So the um, raised black and white line drawings of a work of art where once again different textures are used to represent different areas of the artwork and lastly uh, my favorite type of touchable map is a called a touchable painting it's a handmade touchable map that you use supplies from um, craft stores like Hobby Lobby to get a greater variety of textures um, and use textures that are more like the objects that they are meant to represent in the artwork. Um, 
that has been, um, for me, they're personally, they're really fun to make. We, we try to scale them exactly to the, the scale of the artwork, well, a scaled down version of the artwork rather. Um, and they have been um, really well received uh, during our, our programs with the Arkansas Council of the Blind and with other tour groups that have used them since then. During our second, I believe it was our second um, tour the following year, with the Arkansas Council of the Blind, we worked with our collections department to identify a few works of art um, that could be experienced through touch. Um, so generally those were objects that were made of, of marble. Um, and I remember Rita, you, uh, you mentioned having a, a really great experience with one of the um, artworks and, and feel free to chime in too uh, by an artist named Louise Bourgeois. Uh, Rita, do you want to talk about that for a second? I see you're unmuted. The marble was great, but I loved the, um, the metal sculpture better. The marble sculpture that we got to feel, it was incredible because in certain parts of it, the artist had, the marble was so smooth, it was shiny. And you could feel that. And then in other parts of this, it was kind of a very odd marble sculpture it felt like a bunch of bowling pins of different, you know, kind of small and different textures. Um, some were very, very smooth and very polished, and others were rougher. And around the base of the, I believe that sculpture, Kim, is what, about three feet wide and about four or five feet long? Right. Uh, and then it's a, a couple of feet tall with um, the pin, the little pins on top representing people, cylinders. They weren't bowling pins, excuse me. Uh, but along the bottom, you could actually feel the chisel marks where the artist had uh, basically roughly hewn out the chunk as she started the process of creating the more detailed and finished um, upper part of the sculpture. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was that was a really uh, great, great experience. Um, a couple of other things that we have have um, experimented with as well as um, creating three D printed models of some of the sculptures in our collection. Like in particular, there's a um, a sculpture of a woman. Um, named Sappho and it's a a beautiful um, marble sculpture that's on a high pedestal. Because of the high pedestal, the um, sculpture is raised to where if you are standing um, and you are uh, feeling the sculpture as a part of one of those touch tours um, with gloves, you're only able to reach up to about where the the woman seated woman's knee is located. Mm And so with that, um, we created a 3D printed uh, scale down model of that sculpture, which in addition to being able to touch that, that particular sculpture with gloves um, gives a, a, a more full picture of what the top half of the sculpture um, would look like by, because you can feel that um, tactile model, um, of course, along with uh, the verbal description of how the the object appears um and another result of our collaboration is that we have recorded um several of our verbal descriptions 
from these these tours with the Arkansas Council of the Blind and made them available on our app. Our app is uh, free to download. And that's really great because that enables uh, someone, they want to come to the museum on, on any day of the week and they want a... <clears throat> a more full experience of, of that artwork. They can listen to that verbal description um, kind of on demand. Uh, so they can listen to that in the, in the galleries or at, at home or across the country. Uh, so that's been a really great way to increase the accessibility of some of our collection artworks. So on that note of increasing accessibility, like Rita mentioned, um, Rachel and Rita have um, continued to be instrumental um, in improving our accessibility offerings um, by joining our Community Access Advisory Committee. Um, And like Rita mentioned, this is a committee made up of individuals with and without disabilities who are advocates for inclusion in Northwest Arkansas. Um, And so this committee has uh, helped us to review and refine inclusive practices at the museum across a number of, of aspects such as exhibition design, website design. I know uh, Rachel and Rita connected us with a few members of um, Arkansas Council of the Blind and other friends of theirs to help us in um, reviewing our newly designed website before it went live. So that has been uh, just really, really helpful in making sure that we are, are thinking through accessibility from the beginning. Um, additionally, our committee has helped us to review educational program accessibility um, and helped us to uh, think through how we train our staff um, to best welcome individuals of all abilities. Um, Another aspect of this committee is that for that training piece, um, the committee members have, I've collaborated with the committee members to provide that training for our staff. Um, And so, for instance, there was a a day when Rachel and Rita um, came to the museum to help train our culinary staff, our our rest, our um, particularly our, our staff that are waiters in our, our restaurant area about how to best welcome individuals with vision loss. And so that was uh, incredibly helpful for our wait staff um, and continues to be helpful for our wait staff. Um, so we greatly appreciate y'all for, for doing that. Another result of our collaboration with the Arkansas Council of the Blind um, has resulted in a program called Multisensory Saturday, um, which pre-COVID um, was an event for individuals of all levels of sight, where we took some of the tour materials that were developed for our collaboration with the Arkansas Council of the Blind um, and made them available to all individuals. Um, this, this event was held uh, quarterly on a Saturday and each time it featured for different works of art throughout our permanent collection. And so as a result of that, we've continued to build up a multisensory library of different um, multisensory materials relating to works of art in our collection. Um, Also, we've continued to write more verbal descriptions and we'll eventually add those to our our app um, and have continued to make more touchable maps um, and other items um, to make our collection more accessible. 
also um, this has resulted in our museum in general incorporating more multi-sensory elements into our exhibitions um, because we know uh, multi-sensory elements are make our exhibitions accessible for everyone for people of all levels of sight moving towards that um, that idea of inclusion is really where we are um, we where we are headed towards and and um, the Arkansas Council of the Blind has been instrumental in helping us to to continue these efforts. Um, so we are very, very thankful for y'all. And we continue to, to look forward to collaborating in the future. Um, Rita, I see you're unmuted. Did you want to add anything? Yes, I just wanted to say, you know, that um, we, you know, we are so grateful um, for your partnership, the continued partnership, and for all of your efforts in trying to make the museum more inclusive of not just people with vision impairments. Some of the things um, that you mentioned, like your touchable artwork, I have to tell you guys, Kim is not explaining it. Her works, the touchable paintings that Kim creates are absolutely incredible. I mean, you can feel the texture of, for example, there was one a uh, Hispanic woman of Hispanic heritage holding a bowl of flowers. And you could feel that uh, Kim did such an incredible job creating the texture of her face, her eyes, her nose, her hair, a dress or shirt she had, her shawl draped over her. And you could feel the smoothness of the bowl. I mean, these are three-dimensional works of art, almost like sculptures. And Kim has a real knack for you know, making them so representative of the works of art. Uh, I know Rachel has described how close they are to me when we've been looking at them. So hopefully, uh, maybe next year, if we can all meet in person, maybe we can invite you back, Kim, like we had planned to do last year, and you could bring some more of these touchable paintings. Would absolutely love to do that. Yes. Um, um, Yes, we will keep our fingers crossed. Yes, um, yes. Yeah. I've also been able to to teach a few workshops about creating those types of touchable paintings. So um, spreading that idea further. Um, and yeah, it's been just really wonderful. Yes, I, I know. I'm especially fond of the one an intern did, the tight spot with the, yeah. the bear and the snarling bear sitting on the man's rifle. Uh, I mean, the detail in that was incredible. The puffy snow and the trees going off into the distance. So hopefully uh, more people can experience those touchable works of art because they are incredible. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much. I guess at this point, that pretty much covers everything that um, I wanted to, to go over. Are there any questions? This this uh, presentation today is just great, as usual. I, since I'm unmuted, I, w I wanted to tell anybody and everybody, particularly those from other locations, this all started with just a question, and that was, what have you got that is available and accessible to the blind? And, and as she said, uh, Amanda said, we don't have anything now, but it it would never, it, it might have started, I'm sure it would, because Crystal Bridges' uh, commitment to making the museum available and accessible to everybody is, is wonderful. 
but maybe it happened a little sooner because we asked and 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 take the time ask the question what do you have accessible and if they want help or would like ideas feel free to you know express yourself and and you know we don't know how to deal with a new group any easier than anyone else and and uh, it's just a matter of working together and these things can happen and have happened beautifully at Crystal Bridges. Thank you, Kim. Thank you, Rachel. I appreciate that. Um, that also, I just wanted to mention, um, kind of going along with that, if you are ever in the Northwest Arkansas area and would like a multi-sensory tour, um, please do not hesitate to reach out. Um, I'm I'm happy to provide a multi-sensory tour. Uh, generally, if possible, if we can have like at least two weeks notice um, for when you're going to be in the area, that will just give me a little bit of time to, to plan and, and get some things together. Um, but I've continued to, to give um, some multi-sensory tours throughout the pandemic. It's a little bit different um, than pre-pandemic because I'm mainly using tour materials that can be like easily sanitized. Um, but we are still able to to offer that. Um, so I'd be happy to to provide a tour for you and your group. Um, you would just shoot me an email at kim.crowell at crystalbridges.org. And that's K-I-M dot C as in cat, R-O-W-E-L-L at C-R-Y-S-T-A-L B-R-I-D-G-E-S dot org. Um, and we will we will get you set up. And Kim, this is Rachel. Now, one thing I want to mention is, is I had a nursing home that was interested in coming. And we told them about it, but they didn't call and make an appointment. And then they called me back and they said, well, they didn't help us at all. And I said, did you call? And they said, no. Uh, these things, uh, some of them are fragile. They can't just be left out. And and uh, if you just give Kim that notification, she can be ready. And it's more than once when you get inside the building. There's also a parking area with, with shuttles that will take you right down to the door. If they know you're coming, not only will the shuttle take you to the door, but you can be met at the door with a sighted guide or a wheelchair or whatever other need you might have in order to uh, be able to ex experience the museum uh, physically once you get inside. So not only do you have things inside, they will help get you there and get you inside. So just call. They will work and have worked with multiple groups and, and just give them a chance to get ready for you. And they'll have sighted guide volunteers on hand, equipment that's necessary, the whole thing, just let them know. Right, right. And another thing going off of, of what Rachel said, um, we love feedback. Um, feedback, whether positive or neg negative, only helps us to improve. Um, so if you have any feedback about like our website or, or your museum visit, um, we would feel free to, to send that over to that email that I just um, spelled out. I'd be happy to, to receive that. Any other questions or comments? Uh, I have a question. Yeah. 
Uh, can you give our listeners a brief history who's never been there about that uh, facility? Because it's pretty, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. So um, I will. So Crystal Bridges um, was founded on 11-11-11 over in Bentonville, Arkansas. And um, it is it was founded by Alice Walton, um, the heiress to the uh, Walmart fortune. Um, Alice has also been really um, kind of the driving force behind the work um, and the direction that the museum uh, is going and, and will continue to go in. And the museum was uh, built on um, in a ravine where she used to, to play as a child. Um, so uh, with being built in a, a ravine, our architecture is pretty unique. Um, so we are actually, um, we are actual bridges, <laughs> enclosed bridges uh, that are built on top of a water, body of water um, that flows from uh, Crystal Springs nearby. And our bridges are, um, they are kind of like a, the shape of a turtle shell. So when you are inside the bridges, they have this beautiful wooden ribbon, ribbing um, that's sourced from local timber. There are huge windows on either side of the bridges that allow a, a good bit of light to um, to come into the the. the space um so when you're inside of, of one of the bridges it's kind of you feel get the feeling of being like inside the belly of a whale um so that's a pretty cool experience um we also have a lot of um natural land surrounding that ravine where we have um sculpture trails and other trails um that can be accessed for one of our sculpture trails, it, it goes from the museum to downtown Bentonville. Um, and so that's a, another great option. Um, we also recently opened up a contemporary, well, semi-recently, <laughs> shortly before the pandemic, um, we, orpen, uh, we opened up a, a new facility called the Momentary, which is a more contemporary um, art space. And it was, uh, it was, it's housed in a, what was a uh, craft cheese plant. So they have repurposed this craft cheese plant, left a lot of the original like piping and, and other architectural elements from that cheese, that cheese plant, um, but have otherwise um, renovated the spaces to become art galleries. So it's a, it's a pretty interesting space. Um, did that cover your question? Did I, did I get it all? It did, but uh, it, it's, it's, well not, it's well wide known, is it? I mean, it's a very popular place, isn't it? It's, uh, yeah. Uh, so it's known all over the world. It's a it's a very classy place. Yeah, yeah. Um, it it is it is definitely becoming uh, more and more well known. And yeah, I've I've heard uh, people in other countries that have heard of us before. So that's that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, we are really we are always trying to to push the boundaries um, and to become. A more inclusive space. It's a. It is an ongoing effort, but it is definitely one that we are committed to, and um, one that we are so thankful for our community partners who are helping us to to continue to reach that goal. 
Okay, thank you. Yeah, thank you for your question. <laughs> Any other questions? Um, this is Erica. I have a question for you, Kim. Yeah. Have other museums in the United States reached out um, and asked you guys, how did you do it? Or have they been interested in maybe implementing some of the same features at, at their museums? Yes, yes, that's a great question, Erica. So we periodically um, have museums from across the country contact us, um, particularly about our multi-sensory tours. And um, so that's been really wonderful. Um, uh, another, so we've, we've also had, um, in terms of presenting about those types of touchable maps that I, I mentioned, um, I've taught a workshop about that over in Hong Kong. I was re recruited to, to teach that workshop after um, presenting about that touchable painting process at a conference over in Denver. Um, and also, I during the pandemic, I presented about just multi-sensory multi teaching strategies in general uh, at a virtual conference um, over in Taiwan. So, it's like we're gradually spreading across the country and and into a couple of um a couple of places outside of internationally um which is is really great so i just look forward to seeing um what happens next <laughs> thank you what about audio description and i can't remember if i didn't know if i missed that earlier do you guys also offer like an audio descriptive tour we do yeah yeah so we have an an app we have recorded a an audio description for several um, works of art in our collection. We don't have them for all the works of art in our collection, but we're gradually trying to add more and more each year. Um, I think right now we have between 10 and 12 recorded and available on that app, which is free to download. Um, so, so yes. Kim, I have a question. Yeah. What, um, what is the cost to get into Crystal Bridges? Great question. So uh, it is free to view the permanent collection. We also have a um, changing uh, temporary gallery space where we're bringing in either exhibitions from museums across the country or where we're um, exhibiting a, a, an exhibition that we have developed. And sometimes that exhibition is free, but sometimes there's also a cost for that. So um, free for the permanent collection, Potentially, there's a fee for the, the temporary exhibition galleries. And another question. Mm -hmm. If I had cited friends who wanted to come and they kind of wanted to get an idea of what you have done, do you have the accessible things kind of in, not necessarily available, available for touching, but possibly inside a, a you know, glass where someone could actually look at what you've done to make things accessible? So, um that's a that's a great question, Linda. Um, so, in terms of like the touchable maps and and things like that, um, we don't always have them available uh, just out for for people to experience. Um, just because they are kind of um, some of them are a little bit more fragile. Sure. But um, if you're if you are going to be coming during a certain um, time period, we have a space. Um, it's a multi-generational uh, learning space called the studio. And um, at first, I'd, I'd be happy to, to provide you with a, a tour if you want. But also, I can um, have some of those like touchable paintings or other types of tour materials available in that 
studio space um, that you can come and experience at your leisure. Well, it might be kind of an interesting thought if you were to put, because I was thinking like, I've got some friends that are going to visit Western Arkansas the next few weeks, mm-hmm. and I would love for them to come there. I think it's such a great experience. But I know that she's very interested in, in accessible stuff, and I was just thinking that, you know, if you had maybe just a couple of those pictures inside a glass box or whatever so they could see them and, mm-hmm. and see what you've done, that might be a neat way for you to kind of spread more information about accessibility. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm glad that you mentioned that too. So um, in terms of one of those uh, 3D printed overlaid touchable maps that we have, we're going to incorporate um, a couple of those into an upcoming exhibition that's called um, In American Waters. So it's a, a touchable map of a seascape. Um, and we're installed. So that artwork is is a part of that exhibition and we are going to be installing that um, touchable map uh, both the front side with the overlay um, on on top of the full color image and also we're going to have the access to the back that has the large print version of the label text overlaid with braille Um, so I'm hoping that we'll continue to find more and more ways to make those like sturdier um, types of touchable maps available uh, during our exhibitions for a, a longer period of time. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for your question. Any other questions? This is a Teresa, and I just wanted to share. I can't remember if it was um, uh, 2017 or 2018, but there was a tactile uh, uh, painting that I was shown, and it was called "A Boy and His Cow." And somebody um, showed me what you know where the the child was, the boy, and then they showed you know made sure I knew where the cow was, you know, because I was feeling all over it, you know, trying to determine okay, is this the cow? Is this the boy? <laughs> Just mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for for mentioning that, Teresa. Um, yeah, there were also a couple of, of um, different multisensory materials that we had for that particular one. I, I think we had a, a sample of cowhide and um, some of the example of the, what some of the grasses, what the tall grasses were like in that particular artwork. And there were some really unique seed pods that were part of that artwork, too, that we had um, dried examples of that we purchased from a, a local craft store. Yeah. Thank you for mentioning that, Teresa. Anybody else? Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. And I look forward to the day when we can come back there as a group. I do, too. We would love that. Um, we absolutely love that. Well, since it's about a quarter uh, quarter to the hour, you'll notice on your program that uh, there's a special award. Uh, unfortunately, because of the pandemic and a mix-up in dates, mm-hmm. uh, don't have the actual plaque to hand out, but uh, as president of the Arkansas Council of Blind, I'm giving Kim Crowell a President's Award for Service from the Arkansas Council of the Blind for all of her work in making the museum more inclusive of people with all disabilities, not just vision impairments, but with her special emphasis on vision impairments and her wonderful, touchable artwork. So, Kim, we give you the award. I'm sorry we didn't have it to present to you in person, but we oh, will get okay. it to you. 
That is totally fine. That is such a a wonderful honor. Thank you so much. Um, Greatly, greatly appreciate that. Um, Thank you. Uh, Because we we are so appreciative of all the work you put into making those two multi-sensory tours for our convention. I mean, everybody who attended, that was all we could talk about for weeks. Um, And that's why we were so eager to come back in 2018. And for myself, I know Teresa really enjoyed it, interacting with the artists that you brought in from the the volunteers from the museum who were artists. Uh, I mean, your thoughtfulness to arrange that to where, you know, it's one thing to feel the artwork and feel the cut marks, but it's another thing to be able to actually interact with the artist. Um, So for, you know, for all your efforts at inclusion and diversity, uh, we just wanted to thank you and give you the service president service award. Thank you so much. I've got a smile on my face. It's like from ear to ear. (laughs) Yes, we had intended to do this last year when we were going to have you speak, but you know, the pandemic kind of threw a loop in it and we were going to postpone it again, but we didn't know if you'd be able to come next year in person, but we wanted to uh, confer the award. And it's just a bonus on top of you receiving the James Olson award for service from the national American council of the blind level. So Congratulations, Kim, and you are more than worthy of both of those awards. Thank you so much. You just like made my year. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Well deserved, Kim. Thank you for all of your hard work and effort. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. And I can't wait to get back up to that museum. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) My mom and my aunt came when we went to when we came to Fayetteville for the convention up there and they loved it too. And I was just like, wow, this place is just incredible. Oh, wonderful. Thank you. If you ever get a chance to travel to Crystal Bridges, guys, please go. It's a beautiful facility inside and out. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. So I guess for myself, I will say thank you so much, Kim, for being a part of the Arkansas council of the blind 2021 virtual convention. Uh, I will sign off at this moment and hand the MC back over to Sandy Edwards. So thank you again, Kim, so much for being here. Thank you. Y'all take care. Thank you, Kim. Um, Okay. This afternoon, uh, Teresa Petri will be introducing the speakers. Um, So I'll turn it over to her. And I am right here. Teresa, you there? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. So, um, It's your turn. Okay. Well, let's see. First of all, do we have a door prize? Ding, 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 ding. We do. All right. Yay. Door prize. Drop for now. Woohoo. All right. This time up, another Visa gift card. Woohoo. 25 bucks. Shake it up. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Stephanie Hartrich. Stephanie Hartrich. Don't know if that no, one of the Erica. That's Stephen Partridge. Oh Lord Jesus, Stephen! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm looking at Stephen and saying Stephanie. I don't know why, but it is Stephen. Oh, oh no, <laughs> no, that is Stephen. Definitely Stephen. And I, my mind is reading another thing. I guess I'm at work already. So Uh-oh. congratulations, Stephen Hartridge. You are the proud recipient of a $25 gift card, Visa. 